This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. Here's Mike Fisher from Alt-MBA 23. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I read that you've, you've had 25 years working in manufacturing. What, what kind of work do you do specifically? Covington, thanks. Uh, there's a lot of different things that I've been doing throughout my career. Um, my grandfather used to call it, it was a jerk of all trades. Not necessarily the jack of all trades, but the jerk of all trades. So I've had a bit of gypsy blood in me. Uh, right now, I'm a plain old-fashioned project manager for a major global multi-conglomerate. So worldwide company, it's top 75 uh, Fortune 500. So it's a pretty big mouthful to say, of course. I've been with the organization now, I think about a little over three years, closing in on four years. Um, but up until this, to your point, I've worked in a lot of different industries uh, over the last 25 years. So it, it really started right after my Marine Corps. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps for five years, uh, working on the Harrier program back in the late 80s, early 90s. But from there, I moved into medical device, making artificial arteries out of Teflon. We would take the raw material. If you can imagine what Tide detergent, uh, the white powdery Tide detergent looks like, that's what the raw Teflon material looks like. And we would take that and extrude it into what would be akin to a straw. Uh, It would look like a straw, and then we'd do some other processing to it, stretch it out, expand it, do some other work to it, which would create a a lattice or you know a, a bit of a, a framework that would allow it to help be plumbing for blood. Uh, I worked as part of the advanced process development group doing that. Uh, we did a lot of developing of automation, a lot of process improvements, and um, the overall process to try to remove human factors uh, when mar- when trying to manufacture those arteries uh, out of Teflon. And what's a what's a human factor? So a human factor would be like Sarah does this one job and only Sarah can do it. She doesn't have anybody to back her up. She's been doing it for 22 years and she's got the touch. So the idea behind it is to try to automate that process or standardize that process as much as possible so you can have some backup. So if she's out sick or she leaves or she retires, now I have the opportunity to go ahead and continue to manufacture those particular things. So it is really the, the challenge is to try to develop effectively a robot or an automation process that can do the same thing that Sarah can do. So that's what we're trying to do with that. After a while I moved out, I went from there to building doors, windows, and hatches for the mega yacht industry and the marine industry. Uh, So this was 1% of the 1% sort of money type people. So Bill Gates type money. Um, We would be doing closures, custom closures that would be you know, used obviously to keep water out of these boats. I call them boats. The smallest one I was on was about a hundred foot. Uh, most of them were in the neighborhood of 250 to 300 feet long. So if you can imagine who those top one percenters are that I've been on most of their boats, uh, the, it, these are custom designed or, or semi custom depending upon the application, but it was really engineered specifically for the application. So there was really little opportunity for standardization. Some of the semi custom stuff were made, made it easier, but it's a lot of metal, heavy metal fabrication applications. Um, one of the doors I helped develop, um, one of the first doors I helped develop was a automatic sliding door, much like you would see in a grocery store, except we designed it for uh, a yacht that's going to be going out on you know, blue water, green water type applications. And it was about a $40,000 door, and I got killed on it. <laughs> lost lost money left and right. 
And then one of the last doors I did was actually a four-panel telescoping sliding door. So it was about a 20-foot wide opening that the inner panels would would open and then the outer panels would open with it and they would all fall into the pockets at the same time. Again, fully automatic. Touch You'd touch the door. It'd be capacitive sensing. It would know what the details were. Never been done before. That was about a $240,000 door and got killed on that one too. So you know, it's the opportunities to go ahead and, and do some custom fabrication was really unique. And the one thing I definitely learned from working with some of these people um, is there's no such thing as can't and there's no such thing as impossible because really money does fix everything. You find a solution to everything. So, I mean, sure, you're, you're not going to be able to you know, travel at the speed of light or anything like that today, but I'm sure we'll figure out a way to go ahead and do that. That's promising. I, I, I'm excited for the day that we can travel <laughs> at the speed of light. Um, it's fueled by money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. oh, so in your work, you, you, you've worked on all manner of things. How, how did you decide what to work on? I, I just, uh, it's the interest. It's the, the art of creating something. So, I, I mean, I've even built firearms, projectiles, you know, ammunition, the bolts themselves. I've done that in a high-volume environment in a consumer-type type company. I've designed and built and uh, manufactured a uh, composite general aviation aircraft, four-place turboprop aircraft. So, four-place meaning it's four passengers. So, being part of that design and development is part of that effort. Um, I've been a site leader for uh, composite manufacturing, mechanical testing, so destructive testing. So you get paid to break stuff for real, um, you know, to go ahead and understand what those engineering parameters were, those particular coupons. Uh, I think just as a whole, I, again, it's the creativity, I think, is really more than anything else. And that's probably what has really driven me in, in most of my career throughout this. Um, I've worked in mechanical engineering, design engineering, sales, operations, program, project management. But because of my experience, I think it's made me probably dangerous in a lot of ways because it gives me a little experience in a lot of different areas. So I really know how to hurt myself pretty badly if I need to. Um, but, you know, it's the mom always said to try something new. So I think that's why do what I do. I've done a lot of different things and I just, I've taken that remark to an extreme, I suppose. It's just that having that opportunity, I suppose, to, to do something that no one else has done before. Um, the creation of something unique, um, something that I was able to be a part of, you know, doing the designing, the developing, deployment, or even shipping of a product that didn't exist before. Um, not that it was a new capability, but it was doing something unique, something that was you know, non-standard, I suppose. So for instance, like in the company I'm in right now, I'm doing IT stuff, information technology. I, I could barely even spell IT before I joined this company. Um, the first thing I did is I started doing voice recognition projects as part of a, you know, the trying to record and give verbal instructions to operators on the floor as they're disassembling and reassembling aviation engines um, to, to go through those details and capture the the parameters that we do from an inspection standpoint. But right now, one of the projects I'm doing is industrial internet of things. So same sort of thing is that we have all these discrete manufacturing processes, these repair processes that do do on the floor. I'm putting sensors on it and just recording the information. You think, oh, well, that's not very unique. But in the case of an industrial environment, a discrete manufacturing environment like this, it's not that standard. Um, yes, we do it in processing plants. We do it in paper mills. We do it in chemical plants, those sort of things. But when you have work that only takes a couple seconds or a couple minutes to run, rarely do they capture that information. And and it's really the try to understand what are the different projects or the different things that intrigue me. And 
it just gives me that opportunity to really say, okay, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. So this is how I want to go about these things. And it, it's it's been enjoyable. I, I don't have a good hard and fast rule of what I like to do. It's just, I think if you were to boil it down to a single word, it's the creation or creativity. I totally can resonate with that. How does how does alt MBA come to the picture or, you know, what intrigued you about, uh, or what interested you in alt MBA and, and wanted to go, uh, in, in that direction? That's a good question. Cause it's, even though I've done a lot of different things, you know, I've got a lot of different projects and a lot of different details. I get my, you know, I stick my big fat nose in everybody else's business and it usually sticks to me. So I end up trying to help find a solution for that. But, I just felt like I was being slow and complacent. You know, I, I wasn't overly challenged. I was just a, a firefighter is really what I came to. Um, and I just felt like I needed change. I needed to be challenged. So, and I just had that little think in the back of my head for ages to say, you, you don't want to go do your do, you know, go and do your own deal. And I, I think I did the alt MBA because I felt moribund. You know, I felt like I was wading through mud, just doing the same thing, running the ruts every day. So I, you know, I've always been in tune with the self-discovery, um, trying to understand, you know, what are the different characteristics, what what drives me, you know, intrinsically motivated, extrinsically motivated. Um, probably doesn't help that my wife is a psychologist, so she probably knows more about me and, you know, can't believe she married a psychopath. But anyway, um, as we look at this and try to understand, I guess I'm trying to figure out what I have in the core and it comes to, again, trying to be challenged. So for life keeps getting in the way and I was not, you know, because I hadn't always been able to do my own thing. I've always needed that security, that regular job, you know, that's always been there, but that alt MBA, I think helped spur that motivation again. So, um, I needed, I think I needed that push to get away from falling into that entropy. You know, I've really been, you know, I've been following Seth off and on for over the years. You know, I think I read purple cow seemed like a hundred years ago. Um, but the, I remember coming across the Alt MBA in April of this year, and it was—I think I either got an email or I read it on one of his blogs saying, "Hey, it was you know early deadline to go ahead and do Alt MBA is in two days or something like that. You want to sign up?" And I, was, you know, okay, all right, well, I'll think about that. You know, I was like, oh, "That might be a good idea," and I, you know, went onto the website and I was shocked. It really spoke to me viscerally. Um, I mean, it was the process and the product that it was promoting, I was, I was all in right there. So I was like, all right, okay, so let's, let's just being of a technical mind, you know, I, I researched it to death. Um, I was trying to find anything I could possibly find negative about it, you know, and, but as you probably know that there's really nothing out there. Um, it doesn't exist. It's all positive. The only thing that's negative is more or less a clickbait to say, yeah, you shouldn't spend it. You should spend more to do something like this, you know? So, hey, of course, it, to, to steal a phrase, I decided to go ahead and leap. Um, I went and told my boss, said, hey, I was going to be doing this. You know, I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I'm keeping, you know, I'm going to still be doing my regular job, obviously, on top of this. But don't expect me to do a lot of extra stuff, you know, outside of traditional hours because I want to try to get this program worked through. And I, and I even asked, you know, hey, by the time I'm into this, maybe I can get the company to pay for it. and um, and we'll see if we go down a path, but I went ahead and, you know, dove in myself. And, and when I do something like this, I'm, I'm all in. So I just, I just dive in head first and, you know, just start waiting around. So, you know, yeah, you have that fear, you have that, um, 
you're afraid to speak up, you're afraid to step forward. But um, again, going back to that self-discovery is that I've always recognized that fear with me. And even though my brain is screaming, don't you dare do it. You know, my legs went ahead and did their own thing or my arm did its own thing. And, you know, I'm raising my hand or stepping forward. So I think that's kind of what I've, why I chose to go ahead and do the Alt MBA and how it really fell into everything else. Yeah. And when you look at your Alt MBA experience, what did you discover about yourself that you didn't, you didn't know was there before? (laughs) Yeah. That one is probably the empathy portion of it. Um, that's that's the, the tough part. Um, I really, you know, I've always I've always been a type to question the why why we do things. You know, you know, it talks about you know I challenge the status quo. There's a reason why we do things a certain way, but it's always good to question those. You know, I've always looked for those opportunities to change, and it just and a changing myself too to try to keep in tune with what's happening in the real world and trying to you know stay with the pulse of everything but my personality is a bull in a china closet you know um I, that's how i get stuff accomplished i would just charge ahead and damn the torpedoes and full speed ahead and here's your box of bullets and go take the hill marine and go do that thing um but certainly the alt mba um well, you know, I'll back up. I've always been in tune with people. You know, I can at least see what people are feeling. I can understand what they're doing. I've always been a people watcher, but the Alt MBA really helped me. It was, you know, picking at that scab that said, "Hey, you know, you really have a lack of empathy." You know, um, it's kind of like kind of like the original Blade Runner when uh, Rutger Hauer is standing over the top of Harrison Ford. You know, basically going to kill him, but decides to save his life instead. <laughs> um, uh, I realized that I, as part of Alt MBA, that I need to stop running around punching people in the face. Um, of course, my my wife's going to be mortified to hearing this, you know, because uh, you know, like I said, as a psychologist, she'd be like, "Haven't haven't I taught you anything? What's wrong with you?" Um, but that's the way I would try to get stuff done. But that was, I, I would think, that was probably the blinding light for me. Um, and hopefully, I'm learning a little bit from that. Yeah, and and now that you're you're able to. I guess, see that differently. And, you know, you're still the same person you were before. So what, what's calling to you now? What's the next hill or what do you work? What's, what's next for you? Um, well, right now, courses work. It, it again goes back to now I'm questioning things even more. Um, but I'm a little bit, a little more political or a little more, not say passive, but certainly, um, a little more collaborative, I should say, about the whole process. Um, one of the things that I've done is part of the Alt MBA is you know, I turned to blogging on Medium. Um, I've been doing that now uh, do, because of the Alt MBA first week, the 99 business ideas prompt. Um, I challenged myself to post 99 blogs on Medium. Uh, so that's the first one that I did. My, my original intent was to do it in 99 days. And as we talked earlier, I'm a little bit behind that measure right now. I'm about 13 days behind on that. Uh, but I've got about 70 plus right now at the time that we're talking. So it's a bit of a bummer, but it certainly has been educational. Um, but really, this is, I think the key is that I that I certainly recognize from the Alt-MBA, and I recognize this probably from Seth, is that it's trying to give back uh, a portion of what I've learned about over the years and all my different experiences. And 
it certainly has taught me more about, you know, my writing skills. I hate writing, honestly. It is a big challenge to me. I've I got to learn to put the bottom line up front and then put the backstory behind it. Uh, so it's, I'm trying to be a little bit more concise and a little tighter in my writing sometimes as the rambles keep going on. But that, learning how to work around those details around the family life and work life and trying to get those 99 posts done, um, it, it's it's the continual challenge. It's the, the constraint that says, yes, you can do this. Yes, you're going to learn a lot from it. And yes, you got to figure out a way to do it because you are capable of these things. And those 99 are probably not going to be the end. It's just that I picked a number that seemed, hey, that kind of is in tune with the Alton BA, and that really works well. Because the ideas will never end. It's sort of like the Scott Adams, Dilbert's cartoons, you know, they've, he's been doing forever. He's like, I don't come up with the original idea myself. Everybody helps me with that information because it's all out there. So I can't make this stuff up. So, you know, my, again, trying to get the others to leverage that experience and not make the same mistakes that I've made in life. I, 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 I want to be those guardrails, I suppose. So. I think really my last is, is I think I want to try to turn this opportunity into a second series of blogs, um, do a vocal aspect, do a podcast type aspect, or even a vlog, you know, a video vlog of the whole thing. Um, but I made a side goal in our uh, second week of the Alt MBA as part of this is to do more of a vlog style based on fitness. Um, because if you know have the balance of life, the pendulum swung one way or the other. It's either you're either too cerebral, too mental about stuff, or you're too physical about things. And it's I can't find that middle ground very easily. But it really started when my son and daughter, where they're both competitive swimmers, um, so they're quite healthy. But they're you know over there poking my belly like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know, my son said, "Dad, where's your abs?" You know, it's like, ugh. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of what is the next effort. So to put together a 99 day blog on fitness, nutrition, general life and health topics and see how that can be one of those new side hustles. But now I'm afraid by how long it takes to put together a, a podcast. And I'm, I'm slightly terrified uh, the time investment that's going to be to do something like this. Um, I don't do a lot of watching TV. I don't do a lot of Netflix every now and again, I'll watch a movie or show, but it's not a significant amount of time. I'm not on Facebook. I don't, although I have a Twitter and an Instagram account, I primarily use that just for self promotion, but I don't spend a lot of time poking around in them, but really is most of the time is spent just running back and forth to work, um, family and life efforts. Um, but it takes me about 90 to 120 minutes to create that blog. So if I want to, if I want to try to put on the vlog or the editing for a podcast and designing a fitness plan and nutrition plan, it just just makes my head explode. But uh, but it forces you to stretch yourself. Certainly, um, you, I guess you don't know what you're capable of until you really try it out. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I've picked up in in hearing your story is you're you're constantly pushing yourself to see you know what are you capable of, and I think having gone down this journey myself, you, you'll learn a lot by doing it and you'll learn what's important. So I love that you've been able to set up these sprints for yourself. Right. Right. I mean, anybody can read a book or anybody can go ahead and like read about the ideas, but try to learn by doing and trying to go through those exercises. It's the same thing. Even with my blogs, it's okay. I create something that doesn't mean somebody's going to go off and read it. Um, I do it, I guess, more or less for the creativity. If they read it, great. If they don't read it, great. Honestly, I don't care. Um, it's just something that allows me to say, yep, I made my effort. Not to say, okay, that's all there is to do, but 
yeah, I've went ahead and make that opportunity to do something more than somebody else, to be more of a creator, to be more of a contributor rather than somebody that's just consuming, you know, just absorbing all these things. Yeah. And sometimes that's someone else's, your past self. So if you're able to do more than, than you thought you were capable of doing yesterday, then, then that might be enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So to close, I have one question that I ask every person that I talk to. Um, one of the goals of the show is to help all MBA alumni connect with one another. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. And Richard Dawson's in my head right now. Reach out if blank. You you want to learn how to fish, I guess, is metaphorically speaking, of course. Um, you really want to be pushed. If you want to be challenged, uh, again, going back to you want to be, you know, you want to poke at the status quo. I mean, I've got a lot of experience. Um, I'm sure everybody has an opinion, but because of my experiences, I have a broad range of warts that allows me to try and tell a story and helps provide some of the guidance. You know, uh, I, I, guys like to fix stuff. I'm definitely one. I've always been, it's not, not that I'm looking for a problem. You know, it's not the hammer where I'm running around looking for a nail to smash, but it, helping find a solution. I'm open to any ideas. Um, there's no such thing as can't or impossible, like I said. So there's a, there are times when reality gets in the way. Uh, you know, we can, we can't teleport ourselves just yet. We don't have those food replicators just yet, but they're coming, I'm sure, before too long bit of an optimist on those aspects but on the whole i just i really enjoy the camaraderie and the really the opportunity to learn from others and hopefully from what i'm doing that the others are learning from me so again it's really bring it back to the front is if you want to learn how to fish if you want to help give be given guidance or given instruction or or just given some ideas to bounce some ideas off of that's what i'm all available for i'm i'm willing to listen to anything and kind of be a bit critically minded but also realist in some of these applications and look for other opportunities that may exist around that same sort of concept. I enjoy doing that stuff. Thanks Mike for being part of this community and by doing what you're doing, you're, you're showing us what, what is possible. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Mike.